What's going on guys? Have you ever been surrounded by a group of people or maybe just one confronted by one person that wanted to take you out? And I'm not talking about dinner. I'm going to tell you a little story about a real life situation uh, that I've been put in uh, more than once. Uh, but before I go into that, as you guys know, inside of the King's Code, inside King's Code Radio, uh, we are very much about the Q4, which is the four quadrants in which we break up our life in. We have a realm, and we break that up for simplicity's sake into four primary quadrants, them being faith, family, production, and health. So today, in this episode of King's Code Radio, we are going to be diving into the quadrant of faith. And in this, we are going to be diving into the archives of a message that I had the privilege of bringing to my church um, that I attend, that I'm associate pastor of. And so um, I'm excited to share this with you. And in that, I am going to share a story uh, of something that happened to me when I was surrounded by five guys that uh, did not like me and did not want me to be around. So anyway, guys, let's dive in. Enjoy. And I'll see you at the end of the episode. Let us dive into the word of the Lord today. <laughs> if you would, turn to John chapter 9. John chapter 9. And it says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he be, bo or that he be born blind? Jesus answered and said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with his saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said, go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seen. Therefore, the neighbors of those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not the one who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. And others said, He is just like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go in the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. Then they said unto him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him, who formerly was blind, to the Pharisees. Now it was the Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened up his eyes. And the Pharisees also asked him again how, how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him 
that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called his parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened up his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him, and he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, and the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. We're going to stop right there. We see a lot, from, from the very beginning down to the bottom, we see a lot of opinions, thoughts, questions from whether it's the, the, the disciples, the Pharisees, the parents, friends, they're all stating opinions. And if you've ever noticed and ever known somebody who states opinions as if they're truth, you know what I'm talking about? Where they just, man, they read something and they're, they're talking as if it is absolute truth when they've never even researched the thing. But they say it with such conviction. And then other people believe them. And then they start spreading it again. Today we're seeing a lot of that as well. We're seeing a lot of opinions. From COVID-19 to opinions of racism and riots. Opinions about the president. Which then usually will lead to, well, if God's sovereign, how and why would God do this thing or at the very least allow this thing to happen? But the thing is, it does not matter what people's opinions are. And it surely does not matter what the media is saying our opinion should be. We see when we start to dive through this, at least, at the very least, the disciples asked Jesus, what's the root cause? At least they asked Jesus, which is, you know, points for them, I guess. But the thing that I find kind of upsetting, I guess, is they weren't necessarily concerned about the blind man. They just wanted to know the root of the problem. So it wasn't a question in love. It wasn't a question in concern. It was just, hey, let's reverse engineer this thing, which my mind tends to do automatically as well, so I can relate. (laughs) But it's not always about what the root cause is. If the Lord says, find the root cause, find the root cause. But see, if I, if I leave Jesus out of the conversation and I'm trying to find out the root cause, now my opinions, my beliefs get in the way. Everyone, if, if people today experience this experience with Jesus in the mud, you know there would be opinions He just spit in the mud and rubbed it all. That is not COVID-19 friendly. That is not six feet apart. That's disgusting. And they would have an opinion and a problem with how Jesus, they wouldn't even be concerned with the miracle itself. They would be more concerned because Jesus was not six feet apart and and spitting, that's nasty. People would have opinions about it. They would be more upset over that than amazed by the actual miracle. Something wrong with that. 
just like the Pharisees, well, he did it on the Sabbath, so surely this isn't of God. I'm thinking, hey, God can do whatever he wants on any day he wants to. But yet, it's weird. Sometimes we do it. We try to put God in a box and say, well, God will only do it this way if it's this, and here's the requirements. But we forget God's God. And it's not our job to tell God. It's his job to tell us. We see fear in this story as well. When the parents were brought in, they wanted the son to speak for himself because they didn't want to be kicked out of the synagogue. And how many opinions, how many influences do we see on a daily basis that people start doing stuff strictly based out of fear? Or peer pressure. I might, <laughs> this might not be a popular thing to say. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so, um, we know with what all, of the, all the craziness has been, has been going on, and, and I think it was, this was two weeks ago now, uh, they had this Blackout Tuesday thing, right? And some of you may have seen it on social media where everyone would post a black square as their profile picture. And I do a lot of things for a lot of different brands, so I'm in charge of their social media. And I was faced with a choice of, okay, are we, are we doing this or are we not? And then I was faced with my own stuff. And I went, okay, the only reason why I would be doing that is simply because other people are doing it, and that's stupid. Because if I really want a result or I really want to support, there's got to be a better way that actually brings results in a picture. And so I said, no, I'm not going to post that because I would, and I saw other people posting it simply because it was the thing to do, put the hashtag in and I've done my duty. So that way I'm not labeled as racist. And if you really, if you really start to tear that down, it just gets dumber and dumber. But people are doing it. But see, the thing is, is we're not called to be that people. We're not called to just follow the crowd. Absolutely, stand for something, absolutely, but stand for it because God told you to stand for it, not because other people are just doing it as the popular thing to do. I find it interesting that we sometimes, we're, I know we're all guilty of it, sure, but I just find it, it it's disturbing at times because we are God's people. And we're not supposed to just be throwing out stupidity and calling it truth. I, I don't care what your personal opinion is on the president. I don't care. I know what mine was on the previous one. But the thing I don't understand is that the majority of people that come against the president... Christians, I'm talking about people inside the church, okay? How quick they are to judge. And I look back and go, just even from a leadership perspective, you probably couldn't stand a day in his shoes. Could you deal with the death threats, the assassination attempts? Could you, could you deal with the people threatening your own kids, your, your spouse? 
not being able to trust people around you? Could you handle that even for 24 hours? And yet you have the gall and tenacity to try to put him down. And even if you don't like him and think he is of the devil, guess what your responsibility still is? Pray for him. Not post things and say, see, he is of the devil. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, <laughs> while everybody was trying to have an opinion and figure out why or how and how do we do, go about this, is this of God, is this not, the thing about it was, was everyone was trying to discuss why and how of this blind man instead of even realizing that they were blind to the real truth that was going on around them. And how often do we do that? That we're too busy pointing at that thing over there and it, it, it allows us to avoid the very thing of seeing that we're blind to it. And that is why it is so important to seek the Lord. It is so important to hear the Lord. The word that was given earlier uh, it, uh, what was it, the, of, of not moving forward uh, unless you hear his voice kind of thing. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, seek the Lord. You don't hear him, stop. Walk in wisdom. I don't want to be the type of Christian that quotes scripture like Romans 8.28, which we all know. You know, all things work together for good. You know. I don't want to be the type of Christian that quotes that simply because I'm trying to talk myself into it. I want to be the type of Christian that quotes it because I know it. And it's a part of who I am. Not simply, well, I don't know, so I'm just going to quote a verse. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to find out. And then I can, I can quote something with conviction then. But far, far too often we don't see the reality around us, and we're not looking at it from God's perspective. I'm reminded of a story in 2 Kings. You do not have to turn there, but I believe you probably know it. The situation was there was a, a Syria king, and there was a, a king of Israel. They didn't like each other, and so uh, there was always this war going on, and Elisha kept feeding intel to the king, so the Syria bad guy wasn't able to get to the good guy, which made the bad guy mad. And so we pick up in 2 Kings 6, 17. I'm just going to read a couple. I'm sorry, 6, uh, 14, I think it is, um, where I'm just going to read a couple of verses. This is the result of the bad king not liking Elijah and what was going on. 2 Kings 6, uh, 14. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, a mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire, around Elisha. You can continue reading the story on your own, but the, the main point of saying this is if we're constantly just going by what we see and how we're feeling in that moment in time, we're going to start making mistakes. 
We're going to start allowing things to hold us back. We're going to start allowing fears and, and stresses and pressures and all this stuff to dictate all the decisions that we make. And it's not good. It's not okay. Think about this scenario if you were in Elijah's shoes. If you could see and know that there are chariots of fire surrounding you, would you walk with just a little more confidence? <laughs> you have to be so, you got to be just hooked up to the vine. And I know I feel like a broken record to this. I, I really do. But I feel like it just needs to constantly be reminded. Okay, I will. It's, it's one of those things where if you are not hooked up with the source... And how tempted, because I know we put, you know, we go to war against the enemy and we talked about the intercessor today. Awesome, 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 awesome. But we cannot forget that our flesh is also an enemy and we have to crucify that thing daily. So if we're not crucifying that thing daily, it's going to be a lot easier to embrace all the other things, all the other social media headlines and things. It's going to consume our time, consume our thoughts. It gets in us because we're not getting the word in us. We're getting stupid headlines in us that's not even real. I remember, and I know I've told this story. In fact, let me give you a visual because I just, I got the microphone. I can, give, I can do that. Mark, come here. Come here. Uh, Mike, uh, Gary. How many, how many is that? Is that three? It's only three. Let's take the Vincent. This, four, five? Yeah, four, five. Here we go. Okay. Um, let's... For visual sake, why don't you make a line going this way, facing me? So stand, stand right here. Yeah, right here, right here, right here. You guys over there too. Sneaking in from the back. There we go. So there was a time. Some of you may remember this. This is not this hard. Okay, we can do this, guys. Okay. <laughs> just a line. Just a line. There we go. <laughs> doesn't even have to be a perfect line. It's okay. <laughs> Can I have some new guys? No, just kidding. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. So here's a scenario. 15, I'm guessing 15 years ago, right? The Lord's trying to get my attention, trying to get my attention. And I'm like, no, man, I, I don't, you know, I'm a Christian and I've grown up a Christian and, and it's okay and, and it's all good, but I'm doing my own thing as well. And, and I can be comfortable doing my own thing because I'm still a Christian. I still love God, right? And God's like, ah, no, I, I, I got other plans for you though. And I was in this world of martial arts and all these things, right? And I enjoyed it, but I also had some anger issues too. And martial arts and anger is not a good combination. And one of the, one of the defining moments, and I remember it so, so vividly, is I'm, I'm at a friend's house, and I am sitting on the truck of my bed, and I'm talking to somebody. And it was a good day because I had just gotten a brand new tool um, from a place, I'm not going to say the name because it's, it's illegal in California now, but uh, I got a tool, right? It was cool. And I'm like, self-defense, yes. And so uh, I had it in my truck. I don't have it anymore just for, you know, recording sake. I don't have it anymore. Okay. Um, but I got this thing, right? And so um, I, I was all, it was a good day. So I'm sitting on the tailgate and, and talking to this guy and this car pulls up and I knew exactly who it was because there was the, we had had a history with these, with these couple guys that I did not like them and they did not like me and we both knew it. 
And so they pull up in this little weird car, and I'm like, oh, it's on. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm, I am not going to get up and run around in my truck and get this new thing. Um, I, I got some knives on me. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, and it, they pull up, and five get out, and there was a six one in the car. And I remember going, this guy that I'm talking to is not going to help me. He's not. I don't think he's going to join in, but I don't think he's going to help me, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and they get out of the car, and I'm like, well, it's going to be on. And I used to call it Rambo mode. That's what I used to call it. it was, I was going to go into Rambo mode, okay? I'm, I'm ready. And this used to excite me. I mean, this is, this is weird, isn't it? So they, they all come up to the truck, and they kind of form more of a U shape, you know, which you don't have to do. It's okay. But they, they come up to the truck. That will take another five minutes. But... Um, <laughs> So just the line's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting, I'm still sitting on the truck. And, and the main guy that I'm like, let's go. He's right here. And he's got his guys right here. And he comes up. And I remember, I'm not walking closely with the Lord right now. And he comes up, and it was the weirdest thing because it, God was trying to start to get my attention of things, right? And it was very easy to form my own opinions because I was not listening to the Lord. All right, God, whatever. I'm going to take this guy out. And I remember as, as he went and shook my hand, it was like I got this. I knew what was going to happen. And I'm like, the guy's got my power arm right now. And he's going he's gonna to cock back, and, and it's going to be on, and they're all going to be on me. And I knew it. It was like this weird knowing that I had never experienced before. And I'm like, okay, it's on. And as soon as this happened, all of a sudden, this weird thing took place. And all of a sudden, it was like this, and I didn't know how to explain it back then, but it was like this peace came. And, I, and, and he like went like this, and he took a step back. And I'm sitting on my truck bed going, wait a minute, we should be fighting right now. What's going on? And, and, and they, they literally all got in their car and left. And I went, and I went, God, what just happened? I knew it was God. Oh, my God, you got in the way of that, didn't you? You know? Yeah, I know, I know. It wasn't good. I'm not, not condoning that. But I was like, Lord, what on earth is happening? And see, the thing about it is I can look back now, and, and just like with Elijah and the young man, there might be the enemy right here breathing on you, and yet Jesus is still standing right here in between you. You guys can be seated. I say all that as just a reminder, guys. As a reminder that the Lord is with you. When he says that he's not going to leave you or forsake you, he means that. And so when, it, when we start allowing the influences around us, when we start allowing the, the news and the headlines, when we start allowing people and what they're saying, what they're doing, to dictate now how I'm going to think, how I'm going to behave, how I'm going to live, we have a problem. Because we need to be saying, uh, hold up, I'm not saying that that's not real or not real, whatever, but I'm going to go get my opinion from the Lord right now. So then I can move forward and know if I, have, if I get shoved in a lion's den, it's okay because hey, angel's right there closing the lion's mouth. It does not matter because that is the Lord in whom we serve. Amen? So from this day forward, I'm saying we're not going to be influenced by the stupid headlines on social media. 
We're not going to give in, cave in, or be any kind of influence at all of the stupidity. We are not partaking in stupidity. That could be a t-shirt. If, if you would, all stand. And worship team, come on back up. I truly believe that the Lord is doing just great, great and mighty things. Um, I, I just, I do. And uh, despite all the craziness that we've experienced so far in 2020, we should be the people full of joy, full of peace, yes. full of hope, so that people can come that are freaked out and pick up that tree. Need some peace? Here you go. Here's some joy? There you go. Here's some hope? There you go. But it does not happen if you disconnect from the source, Jesus. There was something that's been on my mind, and I, I'm just going to read it because I believe, I understand uh, it's Isaiah 60, it's a small portion, and I understand this is a prophecy given to Israel, but I believe that this is the Lord's heart towards you today. It says, Arise and shine, for your, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed by your side. Then you will see and become radiant, and your heart shall uh, swell with joy because of the abundance of the sea that is turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come upon you and the multitude of camels shall cover your land. God's goodness is upon you guys. Our hearts should be swelling with joy. And the Lord is your provider. The Lord is your source. The Lord is everything that you have need of. And the Lord loves you, and he's on your side. And it is not, I'm going to wait until he's on my side. He already is on your side. So move forward with confidence, knowing that he is on your side. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it was a good reminder. Um, hopefully you are gathering and getting your opinions and outs, overviews and insights and everything from God and not just forming them in and of yourself because surely there's enough of that going on. Um, I want to invite you guys to take the next step. Join me if you haven't already inside of our Facebook group. You can search for it, King's Code, or look for King's Code Arsenal, which is our Facebook group. And always feel free to connect with us on Instagram as well. So until next time, guys, God bless, and we'll see you in the next episode.